0: One thing I have asked of the Lord, and that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, in his presence, all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty, the delightful loveliness and majestic grandeur of the Lord, and to meditate in his temple. That's Psalm 27, verse 4. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil Parks, and Merry Christmas, and welcome to the program. As we continue through the study of the Song of Solomon, it has been such a blessing and confirmation to me in my own life as to the most needed part of my existence. So what do I mean by that? Well, for the first 39 years of my life, unbeknown to me, and I feel that some of you would agree, there was a missing link, if you will, as to the purpose of life itself emptiness, everything I did, work wise, marriage, accomplishments, and at the end of the day, it was like I needed another trip, or vacation, or maybe a football game to watch. I remember back in 1965, the Rolling Stones, and some of you can remember them, they sang a song titled, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Boy, did that ever hit the charts big. In 1956, Going backwards, uh, there was an R&B or rhythm and blues singer and songwriter by the name of William Edward John. Now, he's better known as Little Willie John. He wrote and sang a hit song called Fever. The lyrics went like this. You never know how much I love you. Never know how much... I care. When you put your arms around me, I get fever that's so hard to bear. You give me fever when you kiss me. Fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning. Sunlight lights up the daytime. Moon lines up, lights up the night. My eyes light up when you call my name, because I know you're going to treat me right. (laughs) This song lined up with what my heart craved for, but not until I surrendered did I find it. Read John chapter 7, verse 14, and you'll get a good understanding of that. As I reminisce those days before I surrendered to Christ, it is now, what is now, so blatant to me that we were created as image bearers of God and because he is love. And without him, we are missing our point, purpose, and position that we've been created for. You see, when I surrendered to the Lord, I had no clue as to what I was to expect. But the one thing I will never forget was when he spoke softly and direct, telling me that the love I had been looking for all my life, Neil, was him, and he would never leave me. Well, With that said, last time in the Song of Songs, uh, chapter 1, verse 7, we learned, we the church are dark in our hearts, yet we are lovely to God. It goes on to say, tell me the bride, the Shulamite speaking, O you whom I love, where you feed your flock, For why should I be as one who veils herself by the flocks of your companions? She's sounding a little selfish there. She just wants to be the only one. She has a desperate cry to have more of Jesus. She wants him to personally feed her spirit. Jesus answers her in. chapter 1, verse 8 through 11, when he says, Then he affirms her sincerity. He tenderly reveals his heart to her. O fairest, most beautiful among women. So you see, it is important, very important, that the bride understands her identity in God's beauty. But she is soon to understand the beauty of the beloved as well. The bride or has an initial or gets, I should say, or has an initial revelation of the beauty of Jesus and the pleasure of knowing him. Psalm one sixteen She says the bride behold. You are handsome, beautiful, my beloved, yes pleasant, and she as well receives revelation of her own identity in Christ as a beautiful rose in God's sight. I am a I am the rose of Sharon, she says, and the lily of the valley. Now, the Lord is sweet to her heart as she rests under the shade of the finished work, get this, of the cross. Now, think about that for a minute. The finished work of the cross is the forgiveness of sin. This is where we can come boldly to the throne as his blood covers us. She experiences the superior pleasures of knowing God as she feeds at his table and lives under the banner of his excellent leadership. In this, she becomes love sick. You see, the goal of her heart is her own spiritual happiness. Now here it is, folks. this happens this happens when she experiences God's presence. In the future, her goal will be to walk as his inheritance, regardless of the cost to her. This sickness is a sign of maturity, the sickness of love for him. Listen to Psalm chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. She says, I sat down in his shade. Now we're talking about the finished work of the cross with great delight. And his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner leadership over me was love. Sustain me, refresh me, for I am love sick. My listeners, this relationship with Jesus Christ, our beloved, is an individual courtship and romance the plan from the beginning in Genesis one twenty six and 27, it says, Then God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical but spiritual personality and moral likeness. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. Here it is, in the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. We've been created from the beginning to be his bride. This has been the plan and the process for his bride Without spot or wrinkle. God is love, and his bride and wife to be is to be one with him. Let's go to the gospel for just a minute in John 17, verses 16 through 24. And Jesus is praying for them, but also for his people, us, 2,000 years later. Verse 16 says, they are not of the world, us, they, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. He's talking to the Father. Set them apart for your purposes and make them holy. Your word is truth. Just as you commissioned and sent me, Jesus, into the world, I also have commissioned and sent them, the believers, into the world. 2,000 years ago, he was saying that, but he's talking to us now. It's a commission. For their sake, verse 19, I sanctify myself to do your will so that they also may be sanctified, set apart, dedicated, made holy in your truth. What a powerful word we're looking at here. In verse 20 it says, Jesus talking, I do not pray for these alone. It is not for their sake only that I make this request he's talking about us the church 2000 years later but i also for those who will who will ever believe and trust in me through their message that they all may be one just as you the father are in me and i in you that they also may be one in us so that the world may believe without any doubt that you sent me. What a picture here. He is aligning his church with himself, Jesus, and the Father as one. That's huge. It's talking about the future glory. Verse 22 says, I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one just as we are one. Oh, folks, are you hearing this? I and them and you and me, that they may be perfected and completed into one so that the world may know without a doubt that you sent me and that you have loved them just as you have loved me. He's talking about being sent. This is Christmas. He was sent. It says, Father, I desire that you also, whom you have given to me as your gift to me, may be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world." god is saying i also knew them that would be with you oh folks this is this is a christmas that we have to understand that he came for us as a church to be the bride for eternity Well, we will close for this time with this scripture in Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 5. I'm going to quote the Passion Translation. It says, revive me with your raisin cakes. In other words, feed me, Lord. Refresh me again with your apples. More is what he's saying. Help me and hold me, for I am love sick. I am longing for more. Yet, how could I take more? Let me pray for you. Father God, I just lift up each and every listener today that the event of Christmas that we celebrate is the understanding that he came for his bride. Lord Jesus, this is the moment that we have to lift you up for who you are. I pray that every listener listening today would seek you with all their heart, fall on their face and worship you for who you are. And what you have done for us as the church, as the bride. I just lift this up to you, Lord. I lift my listeners up to you, Father God. And I do it in Jesus' precious, precious name. I do it right now, Father God. Until next time, I'm Neil Parks. And have a very Merry Christmas.